Hello IP friends, welcome to Hashtag IP series with your favorite podcast host, Rita Aori Chinda. Now, if you are a first-time listener, you're welcome. I hope you find my podcast interesting. I hope you learn something new. And also, don't forget to subscribe and favorite my podcast so you don't miss out on any other juicy episodes. For my returning listeners, I just want to say I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Don't forget to share your best episode with your friends and contacts. Um, so what we do here is talk about recent trends and development on copyright, trademark, patent, industrial design, trade secrets, geographical indication, and plant variety. And with that, I welcome you to today's episode. Stay tuned, guys. So, um, if I recall correctly, I had um, at some point mentioned that um, Nigeria now has a plant variety protection act and one time i was scrolling um linkedin i was going through my linkedin feeds and i saw a post about a recent judgment in relation to plant variety and i thought to myself oh wow why don't you you know why don't you um look at this from the nigerian perspective review the nigerian law as well so i had to you know go online and get a copy of the um get a copy of the nigerian um plant protection plant variety protection act and oof that's like 30 something pages i had to print it out because i knew that um having a soft copy will make it a bit difficult for me but if i have a hard copy it's easy for me to just you know refer to that refer to it and that was exactly what i did so um per tradition you know we always have a case study that we like to work with so our case study today is um about um in a dot court variety of mandarin tree and this is a case between jose canovas pado sl against club de variedades vegetals protegidas so in short is cvvp and they had some infringement issues um in relation to the dot variety of mandarin tree so i've always had this perception that plant variety or breeders right is an unpopular form of intellectual property especially within africa just like geographical indication um and last year i know during the christmas edition i had um a guest from upov which is like the international body um, you know, for anything you want to know about plant varieties, just check out UPOV. So I had Hereta Weta talk to us about plant variety, but then, um, because we have these rights now, we have this act now in Nigeria, I decided to just, you know, analyze the case and also talk about our plant variety, um, protection act. So 
I did come up with a poll and I asked people on Twitter if they knew that plants and seeds were eligible for intellectual property um, protection. Now, 53% said yes, 28% said no, while 19% said tell me more. It had a total of 32 votes. And I went for that to say, ask if they've heard about plant variety. Um, 83% said yes, which I would assume they are IP lawyers or students or enthusiasts. While 17% said no. That had a total of six votes. But um, I would like to state that um, I'm proud that Nigeria took the step in creating this um, act. I mean... This is going to help um, rural farmers uh, and also the country where we are so used to importing and this is going to change the narrative about us importing um, crops and goods and seeds and the rest of it. So one of the objectives of this act is that it helps to protect new varieties of plants and also promote increased staple crop productivity for smallholders of smallholders, farmers in Nigeria, and also um, encourage investment. I'm also excited about it because um, I am part Teve. My mom is from Benue, so I'm part Benue, and I'm part Rivers, Ikeri. And I know that the Benue people, Benue is generally known as the food basket of Nigeria, has different varieties of crops and plants and everywhere in nigeria too um so i think a couple of weeks ago uh, my mom had prepared um yam for us and when i tasted it, it was different from the regular yam that we usually buy and eat and i had to ask her where is this coming from she was like oh this is from my place and it's a very different species yam bean and i was like oh so imagine um farmers within that region or any other part of nigeria who are cultivating you know um the the different types of crops and plants so for instance um water leaves so you have the native water leaf and what's the other one so all of those things need to be taken into consideration so i'll just just say a little bit about our story and then you know make reference to the nigerian the um i'll make reference to the nigerian um plant variety protection act so this case is between like i said between jose Canovas Padu and um, Club de Varadades Vegetals Protegidas. So I'll just in short say CCV, CVVP. Um, and like I said, the way you know, the dispute was about the a Nado court variety of Mandarin. So sometime in March 2011. CVVP sent a cease and desist letter to Jose to stop the cultivation of about 5,000 mandarin trees of the Nadokot variety. 5,000. And now we know the importance of or the need or when you get to use a cease and desist letter is when you're trying to like caution and infringe and saying, hey, you stop using my intellectual property. So that's the um. That's the role 
of C's uh, and DC's letter. Now the, the now the most interesting thing I found out about this case was that Jose had actually been cultivating since two thousand and six and had done about four thousand four hundred and fifty seven um cultivation um and he did or he started doing that after the publication in the official gazette of the community plant variety office which is like the uh, European um union agency responsible for um implementing um the system for protection of um plant varieties whereas in nigeria section three of the plant variety protection act provides that we have a plant variety protection office which will be domiciled in the national agricultural seed seeds council who will be responsible whose responsibility um is to grant rights that's breeders right to facilitate and transfer facilitate transfer and licensing of um, breeders rights um etc so if you want to find out more about that read section 5 of the nigerian plant variety protection act now in this case a community plant variety right was given in respect of the nagdokot's variety of mandarin tree um sometime in october so fourth of october 2004 remember i said jose started cultivating in 2006 that is two years after um this person go the community plant right he started cultivating um the mandarin trees and um, before the application was lodged officially in um august 22nd 1999 uh that's like let's see 1999 and 2006 that's about let's see seven yes seven years um seven years after the application was launched the one thing to take note of is the dates i mean these are very important when it comes to these are very important when it comes to intellectual property protection and when you have like an infringement case and you need to like sort of defend yourself and prove your title xyz um and then so what we notice here is that in 2006 when he started cultivating he was sued for cultivating before even um, february 15th 2006 crazy right i mean now take note that there was a change in management between 2006 when jose started cultivating and et- and then sometime 2008 so in that 2006 guest leave who had the the i think it's pronounced just leave so it's spelled G-E-S-L-I-V. Apologies, guys. I'm really sorry. I know I should have done my research in terms of pronunciation, but um, he uh, had gotten a community plant variety rights and also sent Jose a season. So it seems like Jose is like a serial infringer. They always have to tell him, dude, stop infringing on my intellectual property. So if this was to be a Nigerian case, section 41 of um, sub, sub 3 provides that where an assignment or any other transmission of a breeder's right is made, 
the assignee or recipient recipient shall notify the registrar of the purpose of making changes just for the purpose of making changes in the register so basically when uh, management changed hand the old management which is just leave should have informed the eu um um community plan variety office that he was handing over the management of the cultivation of na dog cuts um mandarin to c vvp or well, i'm not sure they did any of that but again um just imagine two management had to send you a c and d so i mean when that happened the first time i think your first point of course should have been okay let me reach out and you know have some conversation like we you know um consent permission authorization is very important when it comes to ip um and and when jose did not stop the club the Varadades Vegetales Protegidas sued Jose, Jose, Jose. Um, this took him to the Commercial Court of Spain for a declaration of infringement of his exclusive rights over the Nadocot's variety of mandarin tree as a preliminary measure. So it's also important to you know let you guys know that when someone infringes your work you can't you can't come out and say oh we don't have any enforcement there are no laws and can't be protected there are remedies available to you to sue when, when you sue someone and this was what um the c v v p that's a club the club the varedades vegetals protegidas did um they also sued for a declaration of infringement of the exclusive of their exclusive right over the now, the court's variety from 15th February 2006 until the cessation of the, culture, of the cultivation. That means until when um, Jose stopped cultivating. They were also asking for an injunction to end Jose's unlawful cultivation to remove and destroy any material of that variety in Jose's possession and I should pay compensation for cultivating that particular variety. Interesting, right? Now, let's hear what the court had to say. So the provincial court of Murcia, Spain held that Jose did not dispute, he did not argue with the fact that, oh, I was cultivating the Mandarin um, variety illegally. Um, he also did not even dispute the fact that he did not get consent from the owners of the um, plant variety um so therefore the court ordered him to pay 31,199 euros for the acts of infringement and also um, as appropriate com compensation for the acts performed without the consent of the holder of the community plant variety during the period of the provisional protection um he appealed that decision and the Supreme Court held as follows that Article 96 of the Council Regulation number 2100-94 of 27 July 1994 on community plant variety rights must be interpreted to mean that irrespective of the ongoing nature of an act of infringement of a protected variety that the act of infringement of a protected variety of the dates 
on which the act ended the three-year period of prescription set out in the provision in respect of claims. First one to Article 94 and 95 of the regulation starts to run from the date on which the first community plant variety right was finally granted. So your term of duration starts counting from the first day the grants they grant you your plant variety, your breeder's right. And second, the holder of the, the right had knowledge of the act and of the identity of that party liable. They also made reference to Article 96, which is interpreted to mean that any claim postponed to Article 94 or 95 of the regulation in respect of a set of acts of infringement of a protected variety brought after more than three years have elapsed at time bad only from when the first community plant variety right was finally granted. And so basically this particular article is saying that um, if you want to sue, you have to do that. Um, if you are going to sue in respect of an act of infringement, um, it must be brought after more than three years have elapsed, have elapsed or expired. So if you're so I'm going to go into the terms of duration anyway. Terms of duration say 20 years or 25 years. So three years after that, you can sue the person for that. Um I did mention of um provisional protection. I will talk about the Nigerian view in relation to that. So um section 28 of the Nigerian plant variety protection that um reads as follows that the holders of a breeder's right shall be entitled to equitable remuneration from any person who who during the period between when, when the publication of the application under section 23 was made and the date of the grant the act has carried out once the right is granted requires that the breeder's authorization is provided for as stated in section 29 so the breeder's rights include so it's kind of like similar to other exclusive rights granted to IP owners. So you have um, selling, the right to sell, um, production or reproduction. Um, for but, but in regards to this, I'm talking about conditioning for the purpose of propagation, offering for sale, exporting, importing, stocking for any purpose mentioned in um, paragraph A to F. Please check it out, guys. And then finally... Um, the court also said that the right holder uh, had knowledge of each individual act forming part of the set of um, acts and the identity of the party. So you must be aware of the infringement and also have details, identity. So you must know who the, the, the infringer really is. <sighs> On this, ladies, I would like to say I'm proud to be an agent because we have 70 points. 8 million hectares of agricultural land area, you know, with, with maize, cassava, guinea corn, yam, beans, millet, and rice, which are like the major crops um, that we, you know, cultivate. Um, also, we have our president, current president, President Mohamed Bouhari has a policy on agricultural uh, and this this act also is also very timely. So a combination of both the the policy and the act is going to go a long way in helping rural farmers. Now, in order for you to enjoy your plant variety, um, your breeders' right, you must meet the basic requirements, which includes it must be novel, distinctive, uh, uniform, and stable. 
Then the terms of duration is 20 years for trees, just like the mandarin tree, and then 25 years for vines. Vines as per V-I-N-E-S. Um, then also section 33 sub 2 provides that the holder of a breeder's right may sue an infringer by bringing them to court which I assume um, in this case would be the federal high court I mean it wasn't even stated in the act um, the act I had I went through all the pages and I didn't see anything even in interpretation section did not have or specified the the court that will be hearing plant variety dispute so I, I just want to assume that's going to be the federal high court because um, the Federal High Court has jurisdiction to hear intellectual property cases in Nigeria. Um, so, in wrapping up, these are my recommendations. Everyone, I believe everyone, including farmers, I'm sure familiar, familiarize themselves with the Plant Variety Protection Act of Nigeria. I know it's going to be difficult and tough for those in the rural area because of, um, you know, the understanding or having access to the law so i'm proposing that we have like an awareness campaign in collaboration with the state government the local government chairmen um village heads you know so we sensitize everyone about the plant variety act and then look for ways to commercialize and exploit um the plants or the varieties that we have in each of our communities and states um, secondly, we need a research and development agency in agricultural sector um, by creating a registry of all the plants and seeds we have in Nigeria. So if we're going to actually develop or build or create new plants, let's have a facility that gives us the opportunity to you know, experiment. Um, I do recall a case that was told to us by um, Dr. Yog. He was my lecturer um, during my master's during my master's and in that case he so the case was um about two farmers who shared the fence and because of cross pollination you know this other farm let's say farmer b's uh, um variety or species had um similarities or you know you just developed or created a new variety or species of i can't remember i think it was maize right I think it was maize. I can't remember the case. But it was, he, that also piqued my interest. And I got to think about it. I was like, well, I mean, nature plays its own role, you get. And we really can't, you know, say much about it. But this other farmer, farmer A, was not having it. So they went to court. can't remember how the matter was settled. But then it just shows you how intricate and, you know, fun and funny and upsetting and, you know, uh, mind-blowing um, IPs such as plant varieties, uh, you know, are just taken for granted. Yeah, I mean, we need to do a lot in terms of food is an issue. Um, food scarcity is an issue. Right now, we're experiencing a lot of hike in prices in foodstuffs. Everything is just, I don't want to use the effort, but everything is expensive. Also, I'll be recommending that um, the public, the farmers, and relevant stakeholders should be sensitized about plant variety as a form of intellectual property. I'm, I'm upset. I am upset because 
I did not hear that there was a planned variety bill. I didn't hear of any public hearing. So there was no room for people to actually contribute. I mean, we should have like strategies or timeline as to how to, you know, educate and, you know, make people be aware that, oh, this is actually coming out um, with like your contribution, what are your thoughts? So we have various languages in Nigeria. How do the rural farmer who still um, uses the crude or the old methods of farming know about it? How can the community benefit from this? How can the local government benefit from it? How can the state benefit from this? These are the issues. Um, just like every other form of IP, um, don't be like Jose in our case study and obtain permission to use any genre or species that are protected. How do you know if they are protected? You just do an application to the registrar um, or the um, plant variety office and you know we get more details about it. Um, another thing is uh, to learn more about um, plant variety, you can check out the podcast fashion uh, where I had Yolanda Huta, who is the legal counsel and director of training and assistance at UPOV. Now, the full meaning of UPOV is International Union for the Protection of New Varieties of Plants. It is an intergovernmental organization with headquarters in Geneva, Geneva, Switzerland, just like um, the World Intellectual Property Organization. You can go also into their um, website to find out more about new varieties of um, crops and plants. I know um, um, Miss Yolanda had mentioned um, about a species of rose. I don't know. I, I watched some of this documentary when it crossed my channel on Instagram or how they preserve rose. I think it was about Valentine anyway, you know, talking about how these roses are cultivated and then they are um, assessed and picked and purified and then sent to uh, America because of Valentine. So they have process to check, oh, is this good? Is this not good? And all that, you know, whether it's healthy, how long can this stay? So we need a whole lot. We need storage facilities. We need um, education, funding. We need equipment to help us prepare ourselves for this. I mean, in respect to the African Free Trade Continental Agreement, this is going to be a huge one. I mean, Africa is already, Africa as a, as a continent is blessed. Nigeria as a country is also blessed. So imagine what would happen if every farmer, whether rural or urban, is um, informed, is educated. I mean, knowledge is power, to say the least. So imagine what would happen if everyone and all hands are on deck. I know section... Um, I'm trying to remember. I think section 50... Bear with me, guys. So I think section... So that particular session talks about funding, where um, the government will make provisions for funding, where they will be able to fund trainings and the development of um, plant variety. So it's section 44. Section 44. 
let me just read it for you guys and then we'll wrap up from here i hope you guys learned something i'm hoping to do a newsletter about it but i don't know if i'm I have the strength to do that but so let me read section 44 so section 44 says the minister shall after consultation with the minister responsible for finance establish the plant breeders right development fund in this in this act referred to as the funds into which money realized under this act shall be kept now the sources of money for the fund shall be fees payable under the act any donation or grant from the government or any other person and the fund shall be applied for development and promotion of the plant breeders right training of plant breeders on matters concerning plant breeders rights establishment and maintenance of variety collection and database and any other activities relating to administration of this act i mean this act is loaded and is not loaded i have my reservation about certain things but then um this is a step in the right direction um i hope you guys i hope you guys learned something yay I also hope that you found this particular episode interesting. Um, don't forget to make reference to um, the episode I talked about with um, Yolanda, which is so for quick reference. That is um, that is episode <laughs> that's um, season one, episode eighteen, and that was published on the twenty fifth of November, twenty twenty. So it's already a year. That particular episode is a year and one month today. Uh, but yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed listening to me talk about this. If you have questions, if you want to collaborate, anything, you want to talk about plant varieties, please reach out to me. I'm also learning about it. So I'm not like an expert, but I'm still learning on the job because I want to be better. Um, but yeah, bye, guys. Ciao and see you in the next episode. Mwah.